RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Why, Crusher, it's good to see you. You're listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 10 12 60 with your questions, comments, or smart ass remarks. Welcome to Crush Performance, everybody. I am Jeff Show, and we are your weekly source for performance information. If you want to get in touch with us, please reach out. Crushperformance.com is the website. Info at Crush Performance is the email. Questions, comments, smart remarks, we love them all. We answer every single message we get. And if you have a topic or something you'd like us to investigate, let us know. If we don't have the answers, we probably know somebody that does have the answer. So get to us and we will investigate it for you. And we may dedicate a segment, even an entire episode, to your questions. Uh, And we've done it before and recently as well. So do not hesitate to reach out. Follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Crush. And on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, search out Crush Performance and we will hook you up. All right. Well, listen, we're coming off of a fantastic episode last week. Incredible comments. Thanks for the feedback from everybody. Um, Really, really interesting to see how in this day and age technology has taken us global. We're able to spread information and share knowledge on a global basis. We have gotten messages from all around the world about last week's show with Chris Woodward, manager of the Texas Rangers. We talked about performance environments and some of the things that uh, they're doing there to help their athletes perform at the highest level. And I've had a chance to go down and visit with those guys. And that's why I wanted to talk with Woody, uh, just to spread some ideas about this sort of new age of thinking, this new age of performance environments. Uh, Even at the highest levels, they're still looking at ways to help those players get better. And it has a lot to do with the environments we're in and we talk with, with Woody about, you know, the secret sauce, helping their performance play the best. What is that? What is that secret formula? And they, I don't think there's any one single formula, but one of the things they really do there, they take a conscious effort, make a concerted effort to help their players connect the dots, understand what it is they're supposed to be doing and helping them execute. I mean, it, it seems almost like common sense, Right. Oh, it's not that common, unfortunately, but it's really, really interesting to see how it's all going down there. We also talked to him about the blueprint for helping the players be at a level of readiness where they can compete at the highest, highest possible level each and every single day. And that's not an easy thing, especially in these crazy competitive schedules that we're seeing, not just in professional sports, we're seeing at the de- at the developmental levels as well. Some of these kids are playing as many games as our pros. And so how do you prepare yourself physically and mentally to be in the mindset to compete every single day? Well, there is some very interesting things you can do to get yourself there. And if you're a coach, parent, or administrator, there's some things you can do with your environment. Woody talked about that. I thought it was great. And also, one of the interesting things for me that we took out of that conversation, because in this day and age, again, Woody and I talk about it, we've never seen a game, a professional game or a game at any level change as much as we've seen baseball change in the last five to six years. And a lot of that has to do certainly with the technology we're getting. And what is the technology giving us? Well, we're able to track every movement on the field. We're able to see spin rates, pitches. We're able to really analyze 
absolutely everything that's going on in the game. And it's driving statistics. It's driving numbers. And we're getting inundated with all of this data. Well, what's meaningful and what's not? Well, process stats. Are you kidding me? The numbers we're looking at in terms of evaluating performance and where our athletes are, are we looking at the right numbers? Well, more often than not, we are not looking at the right numbers. And we had a fantastic uh, part of that discussion with Woody about the numbers they look at and how they're so powerful. They don't look at the regular numbers and nor should they. So very cool stuff. Really great conversation. Again, go back to our website, crushperformance.com. You can get that show in the archives. It is worthy of a listen. Okay, well, we're still working through the COVID shutdown, but it's really good to see some of the easing of restrictions around the world. People are getting out and about. We're starting to get at least some feel of what normal was like in these very, very trying times, and it's good for everybody. We still have to proceed with great caution. Keep in mind, keep yourself safe, keep your families safe. If you have any symptoms, hey, isolate yourselves, get some medical help, make sure you're safe. Uh, but we're moving forward slow but sure. And if I think we move together as a team, uh, we're going to be all right. Uh, but we're slowly getting back to business. But very, very trying times. And especially in this spring period, we're missing a lot of really, really important things. And I know we've been talking about this a lot, but rightfully so. Really feeling for the kids out there. From the college kids who are missing their graduations to the high school kids who are, you know, really missing out on a milestone in their lives. And for all those kids, I want to say congratulations. This is a real rite of passage. There's no question about it. You got through it. And it's good to see that some schools and some school districts are postponing their graduations for a later date. I really like that. And I hope that's happening more often than not. We have seen some cancellations. And that for me is a tragedy. There's no reason we can't do something for these kids at some point. And, you know, it's not going to be the same. Heck, it might even be better. I mean, I was just thinking about this. I was talking to my daughters. My uh, oldest daughter graduated from university this year. So, you know, I remember my graduation year and, you know, the end of the year at university is just so much fun. They got bands playing, they got beer gardens, they got lots of stuff, fun stuff going on at the school. But your last year is kind of a big one, right? So unfortunately, all the kids miss that year-end fun. But in your fourth year, that's really tough. I think they're going to try to do something online for the graduates, which will, will be nice. And it's going to be just different. It's not going to be better, not going to be worse. It's not going to be what we expect, but it's just going to be different. And you know, we were talking about the graduation, how much fun the girls had of three daughters, of course, how much fun our, our two oldest daughters had at their high school graduation. It was a pretty important time, of course, and we all know it is. This one's going to be different. So we talked about what is it going to be like for these kids, this era of these kids? Well, you know, can you imagine getting together maybe like in January or next fall Get everybody back. Hopefully everybody can get back for a graduation because it didn't happen when it was supposed to. And you could talk about the shutdown. You can kind of have a reunion and a graduation all in one. I just think, man, if we really spin this the right way, um, it can be a lot of fun still. And rightfully so, man. And, and of course, you see all these cool online graduations and all the celebrities doing this great graduation celebrations. So cool. And this is the upside of this whole thing. Everybody coming together but let's make the most of it. So congratulations to all the grads. I hope you guys really do get to celebrate at some point because we're going to get past this. This is going to be over sooner than later, just very different times. I mean, even in sport, I feel for all these kids, baseball seasons canceled, outdoor soccer seasons canceled, swimming, tennis, lacrosse, you name it. Seasons have been canceled. So what do you do? Again, let's get back to the 
to what are we going to do in this downtime? Well, let's get better. Let's use it as an opportunity. It's what we've been talking about since this started. And I know it's hard. It really, really is. I'm having a hard time. There's days where I'm just going, man, this is not how we planned it. You know, we've got a lot of really, really cool things going on. We've worked so hard in all of these programs with Major League Baseball globally to help these kids get ready for a great season. Some kids get ready for the draft. Some kids getting ready for college. We don't know if some of that's going to happen or we don't know how much of it's going to happen. So we can't dwell on that. All we can do, and this is what we're really working hard to accomplish, and it, it takes a team. Takes your tribe, so you got to stick together here. This is why, like you know, if you're a, a coach of a little league baseball team, or you know, like myself, we're coaching my daughter's youth community soccer team. These girls, man, hey, we get a Zoom call, we have a good chat, we have some fun. Everybody's laughing and joking still, which is great because it's going to open up soon. Let's be ready, everybody. Let's be ready for when it comes back because it's starting to come back. We see in Germany the Bundesliga. Kicking off. No fans, very different, but it's on TV. So we can cheer for our teams now. And as the pubs and restaurants sort of open, you know, still with social distancing, um, the fans can get out and cheer for their team, wear their uniforms, paint their faces, do what you got to do. And of course, golf, tailor-made, drive relief charity skins game. Very cool. Golf's back. Again, no fans, a really weird feel seeing all these great golfers out on the, out on the links with no fans, but it was cool. McElroy, Dustin Johnson, Matthew Wolf, uh, Ricky Fowler, you know, doing a skins game for charity uh, down in Florida. It was fun to watch. They were having a great time carrying their own bags, you know, as, as kind of in shorts, very casual scene, not what we normally see in the PGA, but it's just an indicator that it is coming. Golf courses are open. You know, I think you could still, you can go to parks now. You can't play in some of the playgrounds for the younger kids, but you can get out and, you know, run around and, and start getting together with your family and playing catch outside and that kind of stuff. So, so it's coming. Let's be ready for when sport returns. And that's kind of what today's show is all about dealing with this, this whole thing from a psychological standpoint, but also attacking this today. We are going to talk with a crush favorite, the coach of champion, Jim Fannin, once again, and we're going to talk to Jim about strategies for being ready. Do you have your house in order? We're going to talk to Jim about the approach champions take to stay organized and perform at their highest level. There are strategies you can use to make sure you're in a really good place from day to day because you're not going to be 100% every single day. It's not possible. 100% is not even reasonable. So don't even get that number out of your head. Let's just raise your level of performance to a point where you're either happy with what you're doing or you're at a point where you can compete at the highest level, depending on what your pathway is, whether you're a recreational weekend warrior, whether you're just out for fitness, whether you're a champion athlete, the principles apply, set your personal goals. Let's achieve, let's attain our goals and then let's push it even further forward. There's strategies you can use. We're going to discuss that consistency is a big key here. And we're going to talk about how you can set yourself up. And of course, with the, with the anniversary of Roger Bannister running the first sub four minute mile, I want to talk to Jim about breaking down performance and also how Roger Bannister helped Jim help Luke Donald climb from a world ranking of 180 to number one in the golf world. Real interesting tale here. I met Jim Fannin when I was back as a strength coach with the Toronto Blue Jays, he was working with some of our, our top players in the big leagues. And that's where I met Jim. You know, I've been around some incredible people at that time. You know, Harvey Dorfman was sort of our in-house performance 
counselor. Oh my gosh, just a pioneer. And of course he really, really, Harvey Dorfman really shaped my process and how I thought about performance and working with, with athletes. Jim Fannin added to that. Just really, really good stuff. And I've known Jim a long, long time. And this is a great story about how Roger Bannister and Roger Bannister's coach helped Jim coach some of the world's top performers. Just absolutely great stuff. And, you know, I think part of that conversation is, you know, we just set too many limitations on ourselves. I mean, look at Roger Bannister, the first sub four minute mile. And as soon as he did it, it opened up the doorway. People were breaking down that sub four minute mile left and right. And, you know, one of the records that I, I just always thought was possible and I really just wanted to see it was a sub two hour marathon, which is just crazy. I mean, just like, you know, people thought that running a sub four minute mile was humanly impossible. Well, that was the talk around running a sub four minute mile. But if you remember back in October of 2018 in Austria, Elud Kipchoge ran the first sub two hour marathon, one hour, 59 minutes and 40 seconds. Now, there were some circumstances here. They really orchestrated this to happen just to see if humans can do it. Will there be more to come? I don't doubt it because that limitation, that barrier has been broken. You know, we see it in certain populations. Like, take baseball, for example. It's like some of the Caribbean islands, like Aruba. As soon as one player broke out and made it to the big leagues from Aruba, boom, it is a powerhouse, that tiny little island. I think person for person generates as many or more major league baseball talents than anywhere else in the world. So this happens and we see it in other sports as well, but really, really cool. Once we break down that barrier, how it seems like it opens up the floodgates and it just tells everybody, Hey, it's okay. We can't put limitations on ourselves. We just can't do it this week. Ultra marathoner, Zach Bitter. Now, ultra marathoners are like 50 to 100 milers. That's what they run, right? Very, very unique animals, these ultra marathoners. But Zach says, okay, forget this, man. I'm going to go for the 100-mile treadmill record. Previously held by Dave Proctor in 2019, he ran it in 12 hours, 32 minutes. So after a tireless day to break the treadmill 100-mile record, Zach Bitter conquers the limitation. He breaks down the barrier. And he beats it quite substantially from the record of 12 hours, 32 minutes. Zach ran it in 12 hours, nine minutes, 15 seconds. And an incredible time. The, the mile pace there, by the way, was seven minutes, 17 seconds. That's a, that's a good mile for a hundred miles. That's incredible. If you go back to that sub two minute mile by Kipchoge, his mile pace was four minutes, 35 seconds for 26.2 miles. I'm challenging anybody out there, even some of our elite athletes, to go run one single four-minute, 35-second mile. Wow. I don't even know what else to say. Wow. These incredible feats. But again, breaking down the barriers, forgetting, just lifting this, this idea of limitations. And if you've been watching, I don't know if you guys have been watching this last dance, the last dance, Jordan, about Jordan and the Bulls. Talk about forgetting about limitations. This is a worthy watch for anybody who just, you know, even if you don't like basketball, even if you weren't a fan, just watch this. Just about mindset. And you get an idea of the culture, the inner workings there about Jordan. Some pretty telling. I'm not going to spoil it. His shoes, by the way. This last week, a pair of Jordan shoes. World record. Broke a record for auction. Auction items. Shoes. Signed autograph shoes. $560,000 for a pair of Air Jordans, which broke the previous record for shoes. It was, what, 437000 or something for the moon shoes. 
over half a million dollars for a pair of Jordan shoes. He made, let's, hey, let's, let's face it. Jordan made those shoes that valuable. Jordan created his value. And that's what it's all about. I don't care what your goals are. You just have to attack them with a pursuit that's just right for you. And whether you wind up being a high performer or not, or just involved for life, that's fine on every level. All right, but if you have goals of striving and accomplish something, accomplishing something, this is a worthy watch because, man, Jordan was dedicated and interesting. We're going to talk to, to Jim about Michael Jordan because Jordan didn't have as much success in baseball. He didn't have as much success in golf, but when he was on the hard court, he was, he was untouchable almost, untouchable. Un, just You couldn't throw him off his game. So we're going to talk to Jim about that, and here's something for you. We'll get to it right away. Here's something for you. What exactly did Michael Jordan say to Jim Fannin that just shell-shocked him? Jim's been in that Bulls locker room back in the day, and he's, he knows these guys quite well. Michael Jordan said something to Jim Fannin that just rocked Jim Fannin's world. We're going to find out exactly what that is right after this. Stick around, everybody. We're going to have a fantastic talk with the coach of champions, the zone coach, crush favorite, Jim Fannin, right after this. If you have any performance questions, comments, or smart remarks, text Crusher at 101260 and follow him on Twitter at Jeff Crush. Now, here he is, the Crusher. Hey, welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. Listen, if you want to get in touch with us, do so. Crushperformance.com is the website. Write to us, info at Crush Performance, questions, comments, smart remarks, or if you need some help, if you want some advice. If we don't have the answers, we will find the answers and we answer every single message we get. So we look forward to hearing from you. On Twitter, follow me at Jeff Crush. And on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, search out Crush Performance. And we will hook you up with the world of performance. Speaking of which, I've really been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time. Because, you know, as we work through these COVID shutdown times, really challenging for everybody. From business owners, to the teachers at school, to administrators in our communities to the parents and to the kids and certainly our athletes. And it's very difficult to frame this up and keep a positive mindset on your own. It's very difficult to do that alone. So sometimes you need to stick together. You need advice. You need to hear some guiding words from time to time. And that's why I'm so excited to get with crush favorite, the zone coach, Mr. Jim Fannin. Jim, welcome back to the show in these very, very interesting times. Well, interesting is an understatement, uh, Jeff. First of all, uh, I hope you and your family and all the listeners are are safe and well. We are in uh, tough, uncertain times. And I will tell you that I've seen a lot of stress before COVID-19, but now it is off the charts with depression and uh, uh, so many mental illnesses are being revealed that they may have laid dormant for People, uh, I, I own a, a addiction treatment company where we're using my system to, uh, with a uh, eighty plus percent success rate. But that community, uh, the opioid uh, and alcohol uh, addiction community, oh my goodness, uh, suicides up, domestic violence up. So yeah, there's a lot going on. But uh, the champion mindset will prevail, Jeff. It always does. It always will. Yeah, it certainly does, Jim. And, and I think one of our mandates here is to get people 
thinking about that stuff. This is sort of our, our mission through this incredible times. And uh, just to let you know, everybody here is doing well. We've hunkered down. We've been following the guidelines of our and the suggestions of our medical experts. So uh, everybody here is doing well. Um, but we're also hyper, hyper aware to the real challenges, you know, paying rent, not being able to work, um, kids missing graduations, you know, and then the absence of sport in our world has been something that we're really, really dealing with. Jim, what would be your suggestion? You know, and, and, and there's no doubt, um, you know, and with today's global political landscape, people feel helpless and it. it's out of their control. And now with the COVID, uh, people are feeling double uh, on the helpless side. It's well, just, here's my take on this. It's like we've been put in a ditch and globally we're all under the same condition. However, we are not under the same circumstances and we're not under the same uh, situations. So we all have different economic situations pre COVID-19, but how do you get out of a ditch? Well, if you're waiting for the government to push you out or uh, somebody to push you out of the ditch, you might be waiting a long time. And, and of course, if you're trying and spinning your wheels and, uh, and sometimes even, uh, it, you know, when people don't know what to do, they tend to do nothing, you know, kind of curl up in fetal position. Well, that won't get you out of, di- out of a ditch. And what I found, if you want to get out of a psychological ditch, being pulled out is the way to go. And the best thing that can pull anybody out of a ditch is a vision that wakes you up and puts you in bed at night. And that vision of when we're on the other side of this uh, challenge that we have, this condition we're all under, there will be light at the end of the tunnel personally and professionally. But you have to see that. You have to see what you want. And uh, that vision will pull you out, but you got to think about it every day. We need two blueprints, Jeff. We need one for survival. I need a short-term blueprint for the month of May, how much cash I got, how many bills. I'd be aggressive as you can be. I would attack my bills by calling them up and just asking them, can I postpone my bills for two or three months? And, And I'm finding that most are doing that. Not all, but most. So, you know, be aggressive on that. Uh, but we do need a short-term survival blueprint. Then we need that long-term blueprint. Maybe maybe people had a, uh, a blueprint in December for 2020. Get it out, dust it off, and, and, and re-look at it. Uh, but we need that blueprint for the future. And then the person with the most constants in, in a world of variables, that person will prevail. So we need to collect the constants in our life. And I'm recommending get up at the same time, go to sleep at the same time. Get those routines immediately back into your life. I have one client, Jeff, that gets up, showers, meditates, puts on a suit. He's in his house. He hadn't left left his house in two months. Puts on a suit because he always wears a suit in business. And then he does his business for four or five hours. Uh, and then he puts on his warm-ups and then goes and hangs with his family. Uh, I have people making their bed when they get up in the morning because they want to. if they come back into the bedroom, they want to see order. So the person with the most constants, and that's eating at the same time, 
exercising at the same time. We need to get those routines back because right now, you know, most routines are out the window. You know, we, we can uh, stay up all night and sleep till noon. A, a lot can do that because no job, no work. And uh, we need to get that self-discipline back of where we're going and, and exactly the routines to go there. I really like that, Jim, and it's so, so important now that we're all in our households with our families, and if you have young kids, everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I'm really concerned about the young kids. I coach my daughter's soccer team, and you know we've been doing the Zoom team calls just to you know, keep the kids connected and give them some purpose, and you know we've been giving them exercises over the course of the week. We've been seeing a lot of that, uh, but boy, I really, really feel for the young people who are struggling right now, Jim, and, and having a household, you know, led by parents who might take on that constant attitude could be really powerful to helping our kids cope with this t- troubled times. Well, you know, you, you, as parents, we need to lead by example. I'll tell you a research project that I did uh, a couple of decades ago. It's still pertinent. It blew me away. We had a mother with a young baby. Uh, the baby was in a bassinet in a private you know, bedroom, and the baby was hooked up to a heart monitor and a breathing monitor to to collect breaths per minute for the baby. Baby's asleep. Door is shut. Mother is in another part of the house. We interviewed the mother while the segregated away from the baby, and, and then we told the mom to think of something. She was also hooked up to a heart monitor and a breathing monitor. We asked the mother to think of something really bad in her life, something that's happened, not good. We didn't want to know what it was. And she did. And we saw her heart rate go up when she was visualizing this, whatever it was in her past. Her breathing went over 20 breaths a minute. Jeff, simultaneously, the baby's heart rate and breathing also increased with the mother's simultaneously. No contact, separate part of the house. Then we said to the mom, think of something unbelievable, unbelievably positive. And she shuts her eyes. And I remember her smiling with her eyes shut and her breathing rate per minute dropped. Her heart rate went down and the babies responded proportionally. Stress is contagious. No different than COVID-19. The greatest killer on this planet is stress. Mm. The comorbidity from stress is unbelievable. And right now, stress is high. So mom, dad, think about what you think about, because whether you like it or not, you're broadcasting to your children, whether you say anything or not. So negatives are very contagious on a subconscious level. And and then we need to flip it around and listen for stress cues from our kids. Listen if they're talking as a judge. Listen if they're talking as a victim. Listen if they're using sarcasm to keep keep people away from their uh, ego. Uh, and and a, a lot of us wield sarcasm to get people to back away. Uh, but uh, the stress thing with our family, uh, there's a lot of tips and tools uh, to keep stress away. Uh, I have one family I'm coaching. Uh, they do family yoga every day during this. They, they've got a, a yoga program on TV, and they all do it together. So I think it's a time that we can get in touch with our kids. We can get in touch with ourselves. It's a time of the renaissance for me. So when we come out of this, all those positive things from 
eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner with our family. We may be tired of it now, but goodness gracious, where have we been? We should have been doing that, you know, for the last 10 years with our kids. So uh, when we come out of this, we need to reconnect with our spouses and and we need to help our kids become world-class decision makers. But the first thing as parents, we got to look in the mirror. Uh, our, our kids are following how we're handling stress. And, and if we're complaining and bickering and fighting, talking about money, uh, even if we're not saying it from the kids, but we're in another room, they're going to pick up this negative vibe. Stress runs downhill. It don't go uphill. So it's going to flow right down to your kids, and then it's going to just uh, continue in their relationships. So is it a concern? I think it's a major concern. But it is a perfect time to reinvent the family, to reinvent your relationships, and to reinvent how you do business, definitely how to reinvent how you parent. Uh, We need to take those positives with us as we confront the future. We're talking with America's coach of champions, Mr. Jim Fannin. If you want to get his great information, you go to jimfannin.com and a lot of the great resources are there, Jim. I really like that. And, And you're so right. The way we, I think sometimes we underestimate the influence we have on the people around us. And, you know, one of the things that we constantly talk to our athletes about, we know when we talk about being good teammates and we talk about, you know, building cultures is, is being aware of that. And I think that awareness is, is a really big step. Um, but also learning coping strategies and, and Jim, this shutdown has just, you know, changed everything so much and people are confused and frustrated, but it's also an incredible time of opportunity as well. If we can just frame it up properly, don't you think? Yeah, it, it is a time to, uh, and make the, the the changes you've always wanted to change. And uh, <laughs> that could even be painting your house. You know, I'm going to want to do that for a long time. Okay, well, now you can do it. Go do it. You know, we, we have this time. So we do have time, uh, uh, and it is uh, it is bizarre. It is a, a, a chaotic time, but we need a blueprint. You know, Jeff, on my website, I'm giving away an eight-part course uh, that explains how to create your own life blueprint, uh, and maybe even more importantly, how to manifest it. It's free, and it's right there on the front homepage. So uh, hopefully the listeners can go there and check it out. There's a final exam at the end, uh, so don't panic. Uh, I hope you'll, you'll pass it. But if you do, that unlocks uh, more content from me from a, a book and also a media library. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm concerned about this time, but I'm also highly encouraged that if you want to reinvent yourself and have a renaissance life, there couldn't be a better time to do it. Yeah, I agree. And and Jim, your Z course, I I love the entire concept, a Jim Fannin Z course. Maybe this is something uh, we, we've been waiting for, but I'm I'm really, really excited about this. Think like a champion in uncertain times is the name of it. Again, jimfannin.com. It's right on the uh, homepage there. It's an eight-part series. It's free right now. Um, and, and I think this is just a great idea, Jim. And uh, it goes right along with our theme of our conversation here because a lot of people who, you know, aren't, you know, in, in that area – uh, of, 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 of wellness and positive thinking. If they don't know what to think about, it's sometimes very difficult to get into that lane. These are the exact type of things that can get us thinking the way we should be thinking about, or thinking about things that we maybe normally wouldn't think about. I, I think the other thing, Jeff, and I, I, I mentioned this in that Z course that I have, but, um, 
we got to go to bed in the last 30 minutes happy, and we need to wake up happy. We need to frame our day. And there's some brain science behind this. Whatever you think in the last 30 minutes is recorded and replayed 15 to 20 times while you sleep. And that's a power statement I just made. You better think about what you think about when you go to sleep. If you're complaining to yourself or your spouse or about money, about the kids, about your job, about and it's all, you know, being a victim or a judge, that's going to be replayed every time you think that in those last 30 minutes, 15 to 20 times. And you wonder why you're not sleeping a deep sleep. You wonder why you're getting up. So go to sleep positive. Uh, see only what serves you and your family well. This is in the last 30 minutes. And do the same when you wake up. Uh, that's We've had that rule in my home uh, since our, the kids were born. Go to bed happy. That was a challenge because the kids did not want to go to bed. So <laughs> they, they weren't happy about it. But get up happy. And uh, my daughter, who, who's now on the front line, uh, trauma nurse, uh, in fact, the nurse at Presbyterian that committed su- the doctor that committed suicide, that was a friend of my daughter. She was oh, uh, uh, in that hospital with that doctor. Uh, and um, But, you know, growing up, uh, we had to add the third rule because of her when she was a teenager. And uh, get up happy, rule number one. Uh, go to bed happy, rule number two. And then, of course, we had to add rule number three when she turned 13. Make sure mom's happy or nobody's happy. (laughs) Great words of wisdom. Yeah, we had to add the third rule uh, for the teenagers. <laughs> that words of wisdom right there <laughs> shared right here on Crush Performance. We're talking with the coach of champion Jim Fannin. Uh Jim, I really like those three rules. And and I guess maybe for people in hard times, you know, where they, they don't have an income, rent is due. I mean, that stuff is real. It it really is. And it's hard to get away from that. But I think maybe a strategy that, that fits into our theme here is trying to look at what is good. Because everybody I, I mean Boy, maybe it's tough to generalize like this, but there's got to be something we, we're, we're thankful for. I mean, if you look at the two most precious commodities on on the planet, and, and just in my opinion, it's our health. If we have our health and, and our time, how we use our time, if we can focus on that, maybe that's a strategy for getting away from, from the reality of hardships. Oh, it's a, it, Jeff, it, it, it's right, it falls right into your bailiwick. I mean, come on. Most people right now, we're overeating, uh, we're stress eating, uh, we're not exercising as much, and our whole physical well-being has just been thrown off. You know, the person with the most constants in a world or a game of variables will prevail, and we need those positive eating routines. Oh, and one more thing. Put your fork down. Put it down between bites. If you're stressed out and you're thinking about the past, while you're eating, you will not only eat uh, too fast, but you'll be shoveling food and be full before you even know it. You will overeat, especially if you're thinking about something that doesn't serve you well when you're eating. So think about what you think about when you're eating. Put your fork down between bites. Most of us under stress, I'm talking, I've, my fork is loaded, my fork's up. When, when I stop talking and catch a breath, I shovel it in my mouth, and then I load my fork and leave it there. 
and and that's how people are binge-eating right now. Right. So it, it's uh, uh, we need to get those routines back, take care of ourselves physically, take care of ourselves mentally and spiritually, and then somebody in the family, hopefully it's mom and dad, and there are a lot of single parents, uh, stress runs downhill. If you're stressed, your kids probably are stressed, and we need to make sure they're calm, they're cool, and uh, when you're at your best, Jeff, you're breathing six to eight breaths a minute, the best performers in the world. Right now, most people listening are 15, 17 breaths a minute. If you're stressed and go over 20 breaths a minute, well, fear, anger, depression, they're, they're real close right now. You get over 20 breaths a minute, um, and, and that's due to how you're thinking. Your thoughts increase and decrease uh, heart rate and breathing. Think about what you think about. Only think about what serves you. No victim, no judge, no going into the past. And I'd probably stop watching politics on the news, especially <laughs> in the last 30 minutes. I mean, I, that ain't going to serve anybody well. No, and that is sage advice right there. I'll guarantee that. I, I've just turned, I've turned myself away from the news, Jim Fannin. Um, you said something that is, I, I just have to comment on again. People with the most constants uh, will persevere or will win. And, and, and that, that's for any, not just in hard times, that, that's a powerful statement, Jim. The people with the most constants. So understand your constants. I absolutely love that concept. Well, that's the first thing I, I've done with, you know, 2,500 one-on-one, 24-7 access clients. Uh, you and I uh, met uh, through uh, Carlos Delgado and I believe Jose Cruz Jr. Yes. When they played for the Blue Jays and you were with the Blue Jays. The first thing I did with those guys was, let's let's see your routines, your pre-performance routines, uh, your routines uh, on the on-deck circle. Uh, pictures, your routine in the dugout before you go back uh, out on the mound. I went through every, every routine and not one client kept the same routines when I got involved because we changed routines that were conducive for attracting the zone at the right time and place. You know, the score system that, that's in this course, it was designed for this. The whole system is designed to combat stress under pressure during performances, how to prepare, how to adjust, how to evaluate with no emotion. And uh, we need to get back to those three things. Have a plan on you're going to prepare, open your business, uh, your job, or a sport. You're going to open at a high standard, uh, which is something Michael Jordan did extremely well. And I, and I want to mention Jordan, I'm sure, uh, most listeners that are into sports are watching the last dance, uh, 10 part series on ESPN. You know, I had four seats. I saw every game Jordan was in and what people don't talk about Jordan because in this last dance, they talk about this guy's the most competitive guy on the planet. He was, I, I, I know I, I've been with him in the locker room. I saw him. I was there in spring training when he practiced but he did something that no one talks about. This guy's the most relaxed performer when the pressure was the highest. 
That's why Mike stuck his tongue out when he went to the hole. Right. When he stuck his tongue out, complete relaxation, John Hinge, which automatically gave him soft touch. Even though he had power, he had soft touch, especially under the bucket. But Jordan was calm and cool with intensity simultaneously. And most people are one or the other. You're either calm and cool but not intense, or you're too intense trying too hard, and you're not relaxed. And uh, the purposeful calm, which has both of those, Jordan told me after he dropped 42 points on the opposition, I'm in a locker room. I want to talk about the zone. Mike wanted to talk about golf because he knew I coached top golfers. And I kept saying, well, tell me about the zone. And, you know, two minutes left, he looked me dead in the eye and he goes, Jim, I know the zone. I can put it on like an overcoat. And he was dead serious. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I, I was, I was shocked. And it was crazy because I'd been studying the zone 20 years before that encounter. It's the first time I met Mike. 20 years I knew the zone, but I never had an athlete look me in the eye and go, I can put it on like an overcoat. Oh. And I went to every game and he did. He could put that purposeful calm. That's hard to get both simultaneously, but that's where the zone resides. That is a great story, Mr. Jim Fan, and I can put it on like an overcoat. I'm going to make a T-shirt that says that. I, I love it. <laughs> oh my god, I love oh, it. Oh, it got. Hey, listen, man, it, it, it gobsmacked me. I, I bet I, I got hit in the head with a shovel when he said that. I was game set match. I don't know. You know, it was a mic drop. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Boom. So, Walk yeah. away. Done. Enough said right there. Enough said for sure. We're talking with the coach of champion, Jim Fannin. You can check his great stuff out at jimfannin.com. You know, I, I, that story just, that resonates with me. I love that stuff, Jim Fannin. You know that. And you know, it makes me think about the limitations we put on ourselves or that other people try to put on us. There was nobody that could contain uh, Michael Jordan, and and there wasn't any limitation that he didn't. I honestly think believe that he couldn't break through, and um, and that's important. I think to for people to understand that you know we got to be conscious of the limitations we put on ourselves because we're more times than not well, holding why, ourselves back. Now think about if, if people are watching this series, The Last Dance, you'll you'll notice something when he's talking about basketball. He is so confident, so sure. It's it's no contest. But watch when he's talking about baseball. Watch when he's talking about uh, a golf. He's got some negativity. Mm. He, he said, I can't putt. Have you ever heard Michael Jordan ever? I can't hit a jumper. <laughs> I mean, never. never. That would be ludicrous. Or I can't score on this guy. Uh, but he did have a little bit of normalcy. Uh, in golf and in baseball, the mentality. I will tell you, though, in baseball, when I was there, uh, the first time I saw him on the field, he was out there with Darren Jackson, who's the starting right fielder of the Chicago White Sox. And Jackson was just throwing a rope, frozen rope, one hop to the glove. The second baseman didn't even move his glove. Jordan was all over the place, three feet, five feet left of the bag, right? That they were throwing deep from right field. And I'm like, man, you know, you could see the difference between a top pro and Michael. Two weeks later, I watched the same drill, and Jordan is hitting it the same. 
the second baseman never moved his glove. So that improvement was in two weeks. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That was improvement of just a super athlete. Couldn't hit a curveball, uh, but that's why I tried too hard. And, and that's something I never saw Michael try too hard in basketball. He right. was always calm and cool. When the money's on the table, Mike executed the basics and picked up the money. That's how you win. The moment of truth, execute the basics, pick up the money. And uh, he was the best at that. Tiger Woods, the best at that. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, when we talk about limitations, you, we've just sort of passed the uh, anniversary, historical anniversary of Roger Bannister breaking that four-minute mile, which is something previously uh, to Bannister actually doing it was thought to be almost impossible. And, and again, you know, I, I see the same sort of conversations revolving around the sub-two-hour marathon, which was finally broken this last year. I'm glad I was alive to see that because that was one of the, the groundbreaking, uh, I guess, feats that, that I, I was really hoping to see. So, you know, I think this idea of limitations, sometimes we, we pay too much credence to them. Well, we do, and, and I was fascinated with how Roger Bannister uh, broke that Cambridge University uh, in, in England came out with a, uh, a white paper, man physically cannot run one mile under four minutes. You know, there's the limitation. This is a study at Cambridge, can be done. So Bannister's coach <clears throat> came up to him and said, hey, do you remember in Stockholm when you got off the mark, that was the fastest first quarter mile you ever ran and that was unbelievable and Bannister said oh my gosh I, I, I shot out like a rocket I, yeah and and the coach put the time of that quarter mile up on the board and then he said do you remember when you stumbled out of the gate and and you kind of fell a little bit and you didn't have a good first quarter but you made it up uh, in this race the second best and you know where I'm going with this the second best quarter uh, I mean, the second quarter of a mile, that's the best you ever ran. He goes, yeah, I almost fell down, but I made it up. So he wrote that number of his second quarter mile. He said, do you remember uh, the third quarter mile, the best? And he identified the, uh, the race, and he put that up. And he said, do you remember back here at Wembley Stadium when you ran the best last quarter mile? And he goes, oh, my gosh, the crowd gave me wings. That's a quote from Bannister. Wow. And then the coach totaled it up and he said, you don't need to break the four minute mile. And he added it up. It had three minutes, 59 seconds. He said, just have your best quarter mile. The first one, the best second quarter mile, third and fourth. You don't need to break the four minute mile. Just focus on these quarters. Well, I took that went to Luke Donald, who was like 180 in the world in golf, uh, a great player, NCAA champion. And uh, I asked him what he wanted and thinking he'd say uh, number one in the world. And he goes, uh, top 50. And I was surprised that that's what he thought he could do. Uh, and then I said, if you are the lowest round today at any pro golf tournament, you're the low round are you the best player in the world today? And he thought for a minute, he goes, I guess I am. I said, well, let's just be the best in the world 
today. Oh, and and we it. went to the Honda Classic. He had never won a 72-hole tournament. And we were low round first day. And I, you're the best player in the world today. And anyway, he wound up winning his first 72-hole tournament. But that was the mindset. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Oh, sage advice. And this goes back to our original conversation about maybe dealing with this, this incredible stressful downtime through the COVID um, one step at a time, be the best, maybe uh, in the morning, be the, have the best late morning, have the best afternoon, have the best day possible day by day by day. Oh my goodness. I love that. Great well, I story. Think every, I, I think everyone listening, uh, I, Jeff, I've done this from ni- since 1974. I've never had a day I haven't already had. Every, every right. day, right. today will be no exception. I will get alone. It doesn't take me five minutes. And I will visualize on a macro level what I will accomplish tomorrow. I d- I'll do that later this afternoon, early evening. But I'll see it in finished state. I may only see one, two, or three things. I- I'm not going to see myself getting a haircut. I- I'm not seeing myself <laughs> puttering around the house. It's macro things that I would like to accomplish. Mm-hmm. It could, maybe it's only one thing. And even if you want to be a bum tomorrow, be a great bum. <laughs> Don't shave. Be, take a total day off and be a bum. Right. Get up at noon. It, it, and you know, do it well. And do it do well. It right. <laughs> do it well. Never have a day you haven't already had it. I've been doing that for decades, all my clients. And uh, we get ambushed, uh, you know, the next day we're something unexpected, but at least you have something to adjust from. And that's the key. Nothing great happens without a blueprint. Oh, and the blueprint. And of course your great book, the blueprint as well, Jim Fannin, ah, sage advice. Listen, we could talk for hours, just an absolute fantastic discussion. I love the Luke Donald uh, strategy coming out of the Bannister story. Um, and, and I hadn't heard that Bannister story told that way before. I hadn't realized that, but I love the idea of quarter by quarter by quarter, the best quarters added up will equal the best mile. And, and, and how about the story about Cambridge saying, this is not possible. We have high school athletes. The top high school athletes now are running sub four minute miles. And, and man, I just, I, I sometimes the limitations and when we hear sitting in the, in the rooms, uh, when, when scouts are talking about talent, I'm not going to lie to you. You can imagine how much I'm just gritting my teeth when I hear these guys talking about what these young players will never be able to do um, if they don't get the chance. Sure as heck, they're not going to be able to. But 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 boy, oh boy. So, you know, Jeff, in all these records, somebody's going to be a pioneer, not a settler. Uh, And uh, the cool thing about the banister breaking the four-minute mile is when he broke the the four-minute mile, within 24 months, 14 other people ran sub four minute miles. Right. Right. Isn't that crazy? That's oh, a psychology Bannister thing. Did it? Oh, if he did it, I can do it. <laughs> right. That's a psychology thing, Jim. There's no question. Isn't that incredible? It is. Yeah. It is. We do place, place limitations. Sometimes even our, you know, parents place limitations on our kids, but, uh, we need to be realistic. Uh, but right now, no victim thoughts, no judgmental thoughts, Stay out of the negative past. It does not serve you well. And keep everything in front of you. Keep your energy flowing away from you. Uh, when you start thinking negative, that energy backs up like a toilet and it will hide in one of your 600 plus muscles. 
When that happens, especially a smooth muscle, a heart muscle, a muscle that holds your spleen in place, when that negative energy hides in the muscles, can't go into the skeletal system, can't go into your organs, when that happens, uh, the constriction, the loss of uh, circulation at the highest, best level, uh, that's when negative things happen health-wise. So keep your energy from backing up negatively on yourself. It'll do the same with your kids if you uh, don't do it for yourself. Yeah, I love it, Jim. And, and one last note here before we uh, let you go. Um, there was something hidden in this discussion, and I just want to emphasize it one more time. You said it once, and I just want to shine a little more light on it. Decision-making. Become great decision makers because great decision making leads to great problem solving. And, and I know you talk about this all the time, but I just, I, it's just such an important factor in, in getting through all these times and in just being successful in general. Well, it, decision, you know, your kids are only as good as what they think and do when you're not there. Right. They're only as good yeah. as what they think and do. So unfortunately, uh, kids could having a lot of cocaine on the table. They're 16. They, they got their friends. If your kids look around to see what everybody else is doing, we failed them and they failed. That kid needs to make a decision, get up and leave, take his friend with him. His friend won't go. He's got to go anyway. We need world-class decision makers. And unfortunately to coach a decision maker, you got to let them fail when they make a bad decision. Not, not on big things, but you know, you got to pay the price of your decision making. There are consequences of decision. I just did three videos for my two and a half year old grandson, and I don't know when he'll ever see him. He may not see him for a decade. He may not see him for 20 years. I did one on supply and demand. I did one on risk and reward, and I did one on being a world-class decision maker. So I, I've shot those videos for my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson. He's not going <laughs> to see him now. He, he won't have a clue. But if something happens to me, there's my lifeline to my grandson. And um, so, you know, if you have grandkids, do some videos right now yeah. that will stand the test of time. Uh, some coaching videos of you to your grandkids. I, I would do this for my kids. Uh, I've got one also on uh, supply and demand. <laughs> so <laughs> he won't pick that one up for I, a while. I love it though. I love it, Jim Fannin. And again, of course, uh, to get to get into the world of Jim Fannin, uh, that that Z course on jimfannin.com, eight part uh, course. Think like a champion in uncertain times is a it's free. It's free and an incredible resource for everybody. Jim Fannin, thank you so much for everything you do, my friend. I'm so glad we're able to connect well, in Crush, these uncertain you, times. Listen, you, you, you're the best and I, I love you for having a war on sugar. Uh it, it, let's keep fighting that war. Unfortunately, COVID's uh uh there's a lot of people snacking and eating sugar. So I I know that's one of the things you you've been a uh uh, mental warrior for, uh, against sugar, but, uh, what you do, uh, with kids and what you do, um, with your training, uh, is exemplary. Keep it up. Stay in the zone, everybody. It's the only place to be. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Mr. Jim fan and have to thank Jim for that great conversation. How about that? How about Jordan? I know the zone, Jim, I wear it like an overcoat. You know, you know, you're in a good place. 
when you can just throw the zone on whenever you want, like an overcoat. And you know what? If you have been watching, again, The Last Dance, Jordan did exactly that. But interesting how Jim has that perspective of, of Jordan in baseball and in golf. Not quite the same Jordan we saw on the hard court. But that's, I guess, is to be expected. That was his place. That was his comfort zone for sure. We all have our comfort zones. Our goal is to expand those comfort zones so we're more vers versatile, adaptable, coachable, and pushing our performance forward. Man, just great stuff. I guess we'll end that conversation with this little reminder. I think one of my favorite things out of this conversation today, and I got to go back and listen to it, is the idea of constants. The person with the most constants will prevail. And that's your daily schedule. That's you know taking care of business in your life, inside and outside of your area of expertise, whether it's sport, business, school, music, whatever it is. Getting things under control and constant. The less things you have to think about, the less things you have to worry about, the easier it's going to be to focus on what you need to do. And if you think about it, that's what champions do. Champions have really, either intentionally or whether that's just how they operate it, they keep things really simple. And you've seen what happens when that gets away on people. You've seen people distracted by the ex extracurricular stuff that pulls them away from their prime directives. It can be debilitating. It certainly impacts performance in every walk of life. So this isn't just for sport. This is advice for everybody out there. Oh, Jim Fannin, so, so good. Look forward to staying in touch and following Jim's great work. Again, jimfannon.com is his website. All right, everybody, that'll do it for today. What a fantastic discussion. I got to thank Jim Fannin once again. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got to start talking about talent because that's really what this is all about. What kind of understanding do we have about talent, talent development, and talent ID. Well, I'm telling you right now, on the development side, we're pretty accomplished. You know, from the physical standpoint, I think we're kind of at a biological ceiling. Faster, higher, stronger. We know about this stuff. We know about how the body operates and how it responds to stress. We know this very, very well. You still have to have all the fundamentals in place. Don't get me wrong. You can't chase down an end game before you've set up the, the, the starting point. But once we get into a developmental pathway, we know this stuff very well. Same thing on the player development, skill, talent development side. We know this quite well. Given effort and time, we can help people reach their potential. Do we know what their potential is? No. And that's the crux. If we're so good at developing and creating these environments now where people can strive and really, really raise their ceilings of, of performance, why is it then we're so incredibly bad at predicting future performance in athletes? or in any area where humans are trying to perform and get better. We are terrible at predicting talent. Well, are we looking in the wrong places? Are we evaluating the wrong things? Or could it be that predicting talent is just simply too complex to predict? Next week, we talk with another crush favorite, Dr. Joe Baker, sports scientist from York University. We're gonna have a fantastic conversation and we're gonna do a deep dive here on talent ID, talent development and performance environments once again it's coming up next week on crush performance join us this is going to be a good one for sure all right until then everybody get out there get better hey work on your constants get your plan down your daily plan your weekly plan know what you're gonna do get rid of the noise and attack let's go get better and i'll talk to you next time on crush performance goodbye now don't forget to ride i'm jerry petock ceo of radio influence I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. 
There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>